Now, when you get to your next job or position in your career shift, you're going to be entering another open marriage. And it doesn't have to be toxic. It doesn't have to be challenging. It doesn't have to be a compromising relationship. All these things describe an entanglement. Take control of your career and compensation right now. It's your five-minute career hack. What's up, hackers? This is your final episode of our career shift series, and I want to flash you back to episode two, a whole 42 episodes ago, where I reminded workplace employees that they were in an open marriage with their corporation spouse, and I actually gave the first three steps to being in that open relationship. Now, when you get to your next job or position in your career shift, you're going to be entering another open marriage. And it doesn't have to be toxic. It doesn't have to be challenging. It doesn't have to be a compromising relationship. All these things describe an entanglement. That's not what we want for you here at the 5-Minute Career Hack. But if it does become an entanglement, you are then dissatisfied. And sometimes we struggle to figure out if we want to change the relationship with our job or if we want to change the relationship with our career. So as usual, I'm going to invite everyone today to think deeper to avoid this mentality with your current or your future employer. By the end of this episode, you should be ready to choose between two career shifts. That is going to be whether to move to a different open marriage or to just simply make a shift in your mindset about what your assignment truly is at your current job. How should you be managing that relationship with your corporation spouse? And my hope and prayer is that you leave this episode with perspective so you don't have to abruptly deploy quiet quitting or feel the need to bless the internet with your great resignation because you were all in your feelings. So let's get right to the hacks. I'm going to give you four hacks on relationship management in your open marriage. Number one, be clear. For the open marriage to work, you have to be clear on the company's purpose. If you are working at a for-profit organization, the company's goal is to make money and you are being paid to make the company money. That's that on that. If you're working for a nonprofit organization, find out what that mission is or the goal of service is and make sure that you are clear on it. This is where the strings are absolutely attached. However, you also need to be clear on your purpose with the organization. If it's about loyalty or you have a best friend forever and ever and ever mindset, you will absolutely land yourself in an entanglement. Complications such as a pandemic, job cuts, company downsizing, the great termination, departmental changes. The company could decide to freeze merits and promotions or we could enter a possible recession. Does any of this sound familiar? The major hack I want you to take away here is be clear on your entry and your exit strategy at work so your feelings are hurt if or when it gets complicated. Answer these questions for yourself. Why are you there? What are you extracting? What service value are you going to add? And what are your goals and milestones for growth and development that's going to help prepare you for the next? Number two, be a good communicator. Any relationship needs communication to sustain and grow. Your spouse cannot read your mind. They don't know when you're secretly dissatisfied or when there's a workplace culture issue. If you didn't tell them about your career aspirations like promotion, they can't guess it. If you accept the lowball salary without attempting negotiations, they can't pay you more if you don't ask. If you don't voice challenges and solutions to workplace culture issues, 
or you said yes and didn't demand what was due before you decided to go above and beyond, they have no idea why you are quiet quitting. You get my drift? When you are confident that you're fulfilling your own contractual agreement, then find the space to communicate what you need to be satisfied. And also, communication requires listening. Be willing to hear what the company is saying to you about you and your work and observe what they show you about how they carry out their mission. You can use this information to discern whether or not this is a relationship that you should be sustained in or help you re-level set expectations on what you will need in your next open marriage. Number three, have separate identities. In an open marriage, the one thing that joins you as one is your marriage vows. And that's that contractual agreement that you sign. It still takes two people to make a wholesome relationship last. And it is so important that you have a life outside of your spouse. It's actually critical to the life or death of the entire relationship. So date yourself and date others. Turn your open to work feature on on your LinkedIn profile so you can be open to interviewing and networking with other organizations. Live a life, life outside of work and set boundaries on how you spend your time and energy balancing that time between your life and your work. Number four, be positive. Now, I didn't say be naive or accept toxicity in a workplace or to even stay in a place that undervalues your skills and humanity. I'm saying you have to stay positive with yourself. Positivity is attractive. And when you practice staying positive with yourself, gratitude, being kind to others, pouring into the development of yourself and others, you are attracting what is your birthright. And that is abundance, which can come in the form of promotions, 30% salary increases. Yep, I said it, 30%, not your average 10 or 20, and financial freedom. Fixating on the positive and not always the negative will help you remove those blinders and position you to see your future differently in that relationship. But it's even bigger than this marriage. These rules can apply across all relationships in your life. You can't be everything for everyone. And to put it into career context, your job can't be everything you need. So this is really about you managing your expectations and making sure the shift happens in your mind before you change where you are. As Jamila Brown always reminds us, corporate America is not a person. So you always need to be at the head of your priorities in your relationship. When you prioritize yourself, you have room to nurture your gifts so you can be an overflow and share and serve others the way that you were truly born to do. Love y'all and be well. Now the five minute career hack, we call this hacking. Look at you, you just did it. And you don't have to stop here. Take one step every week and ensure that you are pouring into you and getting closer to your career goals. Yep, you see that button down there? Hit subscribe, but don't stop there because you know what they say, sharing is caring. So take five and we'll see you next week.